walking into the on the wish we were so excited to step foot see our wedding venue going into that grand hall and all we saw was the massive pumpkin tree they had <laughs> Welcome to another bonus edition of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel. I am here today solo, meaning I am without my partner in crime, Mr. Brian, uh, who is usually obviously the primary host of our show, as he likes to call me the on-air talent. But today I am solo producing and hosting, but I have three amazing guests with me, so I will not be lonely at all today. Um, I have one returning guest, so I'm going to welcome her first. Welcome, Mikkel, back to to our show. Thanks. I always love being on. And I am also without my partner, Dan, who I've always been on with. So <laughs> we are alike in that regard today, but so happy to be here, especially with our other guests. Yeah. So I want to introduce our, our other two guests, Riley and Mike. They are a couple who got married uh, on a cruise on the Disney Wish. Uh, Mikkel was actually their wedding photographer. So Welcome, Riley and Mike, to the show. Thank you. We're Thanks excited. for having us. <laughs> We're excited to be here. Great for you to come chat with us. I want to start by talking about your Disney Cruise Line background or Disney background prior to this amazing wedding cruise that I'm actually looking at photographs of right now um, because Mikkel obviously takes beautiful pictures and she sent me uh, a link to her website showing your wedding pictures. Amazing. But how did you guys get started on Disney cruising? How many cruises have you been on? So Riley, let's start with you. Yeah. So this was actually our first Disney cruise. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gamble to book a, a whole wedding on a, a cruise line we'd never been on. But um, we'd both been on other cruise lines before, really enjoyed them. Families enjoyed them love Disney. So it was, uh, it felt like a very low risk. So that, that's kind of crazy. What other cruise lines, Mike, what other cruise lines have you guys been on? Well, this was actually really helped us kind of make the decision to go with the Disney cruise line because we both were fortunate to be able to go on cruises with extended family. For me, that was like 15 years ago. I was on a Royal Caribbean cruise and we still to this day like talk about memories that we formed over those couple of days with our family. And so when we were thinking about our wedding, you know, often they can feel like such a flash in the pan. And we really like the idea of bringing together our families and kind of making, forcing them to be stuck with each other for a couple of days, <laughs> build relationships build memories. And, and I think that's ultimately what we got out of it. Yeah. And for the cruise lines, Mike had been on Royal Caribbean and I'd been on Royal Caribbean Carnival and then a couple European ones as a kid, but I don't remember the exact cruise lines. And have you guys both like been longtime Disney fans? Do you go to the parks? I mean, obviously jumping into a Disney cruise for your wedding is kind of a big commitment. So I, I have to imagine that at least one of you likes Disney and the other one can't possibly hate it. <laughs> fair, very fair assumption. So I am the Disney fan. And within, it hadn't even been months, I think within weeks of us dating, I added Mike to an existing trip we already had booked with friends. And he came along. He hadn't been since he was a kid. And I think I, think I sold him on it. Nice. And are you guys Disney World people or Disneyland people or both? I think we're both now. So we live in, um, we're living in Texas and so about equidistant and we've done Disneyland a few times this year, which has really been fun. And I think, you know, even broader than that, like there's goals to hit some of the parks in other countries too. 
We've also obviously go to Disney World a lot, of course, but I've also been to Paris and Hong Kong. So yeah, you have a, a real Disney commitment, I'd say, Riley. <laughs> yes, commitment is the right word. <laughs> totally fanatic. So Mikkel, obviously you've been on our show before, but why don't you give folks some of your cruising background and please uh, mention your amazing blog as well as your wedding website, because I think I think a lot of folks would be interested to seeing your your cruising adventures as well as your wedding work. I am a wedding photographer for over 15 years. Very early on in my photography career, I photographed my first Disney wedding back in 2011. So a couple of years after I started photography. And my first Disney cruise was actually as an intern in Imagineering. I went with two other interns. I think we did a three-day or four-day. I for sure remember we went to Nassau and we did the day excursion to Atlantis to see the aquariums and such. Um, And then I had been on a couple more and, you know, my love of cruising started with Disney Cruise Line. So it's always fun to go back. I'm also a Disney file, like at least three of us on this call and Mike sounds like a convert. So (laughs) yeah, definitely love Disney. And now my husband and I have a travel site called Sometimes Home, but the most interesting one and the most recent venture for us during the pandemic, during a no-sale order, was starting SometimesSailing.com, which focuses on small format cruises, also have a fair amount of Disney Cruise Line experience and articles on there, which actually gets some of our most traffic because we all know how loyal Disney Cruise Line fans are <laughs> <laughs> and um, some ship within a ship experiences. Like if you stayed at Concierge on Disney or, you know, another example is Celebrity Cruises, the retreat class. And for those of you listening, if you have not heard our prior episodes with Mikkel, we have several of them, one about her experience in Imagineering and even working on some of the Harry Potter stuff at Universal. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. (laughs) Might be taboo for us to talk about because this is, you know, a Disney focused podcast, but it is what it is, (laughs) as well as as well as her experience filming weddings on Disney Cruise Line. And we also have an episode with her and Dan talking about this amazing sailing adventure they did in Maine, where we talk about this amazing lobster feast. I won't go into it because you can check out all those episodes on our website or on uh, anywhere you get your podcast. That's a good one because Sam and I get into a deep conversation about really good (laughs) hot dogs. um, Yes, that's right. Because of Maine food. But also, you reminded me I didn't mention my photography website. So on mikelpage.com is where you'll find um, some blog posts about Riley and Mike's wedding. And also, this could be a little good foray into how Riley and Mike found me because you guys also had Josh and Brittany on your podcast about their adventures by Disney experience. And I photographed their wedding and they have been on more Disney cruises than anybody I know. And today's (laughs) announcement, which I only saw because you guys posted it on your Facebook page about the 25th anniversary um, special cruises Disney Cruise Line is going to do. You also announced that they are doing a Pearl Castaway Club. And I immediately messaged Josh and I said, I think you're eligible for this. And he was super, oh he knew, goodness. he knew too, because he's a travel agent. But um, yeah, apparently he's eligible, but Brittany isn't yet. I saw that on the Oh, is that right? <laughs> That's, That's true, um, because right. he's been on more yeah. cruises than her. But, you know, eventually at some point they met on one. Yeah, I think he had three or four more than her when they were on our show. We talked about that. And he, yeah, he had a few <laughs> more than her before they met on the cruise line. And I will tell you, Brian has one cruise over 
over me on Disney Cruise Line uh, because he took one cruise with our friend uh, Chad Pennycuff from the My DVC Points um, podcast. Yeah, so he will hit 25 before I do, which I'm kind of bitter about. But I'm hoping for 2024 for us to hit that pearl status, but it will not be uh, this coming year in 2023. Let's first start with how did you guys decide to get married on a Disney cruise in particular? Because obviously you said you'd been on a cruise, you liked the experience, you thought it might be a fun wedding type experience. But yeah, why Disney Cruise Line? Um, Let's start with Mike on that question. Well, I think Riley sold me on it pretty early. She had watched (laughs) fairy tale weddings, I think, and had it in her head before we even got engaged that that's how she wanted to get married. And I was just kind of game to do it. I mean, it sounded like fun. Yeah, I did did a pitch. I pitched it and I showed him the episode and he agreed. And then I think he forgot. And then a couple months later, (laughs) I showed him the episode again and he was all excited all over again. Oh my goodness. Did did you have to do like a whole PowerPoint deck or was it just (laughs) this episode that was convincing enough? I think the first time I pitched it, we were, we, we'd gone out for dinner, had a couple drinks. Yeah. She's good at getting me to agree to things that way. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the best and worst decisions can be made that way. (laughs) Well, this was no doubt a good one. I think um, it it was definitely doing something a little bit different. We were coming out of the pandemic. So like cruises Mm -hmm. had a big question mark around them to to begin with, but ultimately just all kind of worked out and made it made for a really special couple of days. Yeah. And how many people were you guys planning or hoping to have at your wedding? I mean, obviously it's a different kind of wedding if you're envisioning on a cruise versus sure. let's say at a catering hall uh, near where you live, right? So what was your sort of vision of how many people might actually come? And then I'd love to know how many people, how many people you actually had in your sort of group, I'll call it, not just your wedding party. Yeah. So like whenever you have a destination wedding, you know that you're going to lose some folks and they kind of have to buy into it as a vacation for themselves. But we wanted to invite you know, both sides of our family, immediate families as well as extended, and then really just put it in their hands to say, hey, is this something that could work for you or mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, we probably send invitations to north of 100 people and we're surprised really when we, when we got as much you know positive feedback as we did. And we ultimately had what, 60, uh, 65 people? You know, wow. from different places, get on the boat at the same time with negative COVID tests, like somehow made it through all of that um, adversity and got everybody on the boat. Yeah, our families aren't exactly Disney fans. Mm-hmm. They're, they're Not fanatics. Yeah. Like, like. <laughs> there are few members of our families that had been on any type of Disney trip within the past decade. And so mm-hmm. we, we planned originally on perhaps we could get 30 people. So getting yeah. 65 was a lot. Yeah, and like quite frankly, I don't think the wish could have fit a bigger wedding. So I'm glad we tapped out there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, I, I will tell you, I'm shocked at your number only because every person I've talked to who've gotten, who's gotten married on a cruise prior has said, you know, their wedding was anywhere between 10 and 20 people, really. So that is a lot of people. So people must really love you guys. So that's <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, I'd love to move over to the issue of your photographer. So, you know, you can choose a photographer from, you know, all walks of life. Uh, how come Mikkel, or how did you find her? And and how come you, you chose her? I mean, I, I obviously know why you chose her, but um, I would love to know your perspective. So we Googled a lot. And I found Mikkel pretty fast because Mikkel had a guide that was like a PDF on basically how to shoot a cruise line wedding. And it was <laughs> so detailed. 
And as a very detail-oriented person, I just had a massive amount of respect for it immediately. What really helped was Josh and Brittany and their online presence and how mm-hmm. much information they had about their wedding working with Mikkel. And I think that yeah. kind of sold it right away. That's awesome. So you decide you're going to get married on a Disney cruise ship. How do you choose uh, which cruise you're going to go on? What itinerary? How many days? You know, obviously what ship? Where, where did all of that decision making come from? Yeah, that's a great question. So we first worked with... So we first knew we wanted to do The Wish because we knew there was a new ship coming and obviously we wanted the new one. And as we told Mikkel, we hate, <laughs> I hate color red. So the other ships are like very red dominant and this the wish was very blue dominant and that's mm-hmm. wedding ambiance and color scheme I wanted instead. So we first got paired with um, our Disney wedding coordinator and they, the first one, we had a couple because during the um, pandemic, they had a turnover on the team. Mm-hmm. The first one we had was so helpful. Right on that very first call, we knew we wanted a four day cruise and we knew we wanted to hold the wedding in the atrium of the boat and not outside because of the time of day it was available, how many people it could hold, what that meant for other people's vacations. I think the biggest tip she gave us was, you know, if you do it on Castaway Key, that's the one really unique experience you're providing your guests as going on this Disney cruise. And if you have your wedding that day, you're kind of taking that experience away from them. So that was one of the biggest pieces of advice we ran with. So we originally wanted the four day, but when the Disney Wish sailings went on sale, we we next found our travel agent. We worked with Kelsey Stiles, who's excellent. The day the Disney Wish sailings went on sale was a frenzy. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. Four days sold out instantly. Yep. And knowing that she was booking for 30 people, she basically made the executive decision right away to put us on a three-day and Mm -hmm. find one that had the most spots available. So that's how we ended up with a three-day in September. But we ended up adding a four-day onto it and doing back-to-backs and having the second one be our honeymoon. Oh, awesome. That is a very smart decision-making process. Yeah, I, you know, I would agree with you. Of course, you always want to be on a longer cruise, but that booking was kind of crazy. Now, tell me, what were the options as far as... I, I know you, you said you ended up booking the atrium. Mm-hmm, and yeah. chose not to book on Castaway Key. That makes total sense. And so your options at that point are, are NASA or Castaway Day when you're on a three when you're on a three day cruise. Is that right? The, this is where the uh, not knowing anything for a very long time because it was a new boat came into play. They were following what they thought would be the the guideposts from the other boats, but it ultimately changed slightly. But we we really did not know the details. Like we didn't even know what time our wedding time changed like two weeks for our wedding. Because uh, that oh, was wow. It. Yeah, there was there was a lot of last minute changes. So basically it was if you want to do the atrium, it can hold the biggest amount. And that had to be originally 12 on the first full day and docked at Nassau. Mm-hmm. Ended up being 130. If you did Castaway Key, I think there was a time that you did it on the beach and a time you did it at the Outlook. And then I think they, you know, on the other options on the other boats, I think you can do one on the deck on the Outlook. And then I think you can do one inside. And I think they had the days and times for those, but they had no idea where they would have been held. And it all also goes based off of size too. So aiming for 30 guests, I think the atrium was still the only one that could have held everybody. But I will say this, it's prettier than Luna, which I've heard is another option on Wish now. And having oh, been in Luna, I was, I w- I'm shocked, actually, that they even offer, offer yeah, that. They, in- tried to, they tried to force us into Luna. 
that yeah. right before the sailing, which was we had to say no a few times, quite a few times. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think Lu- I mean Luna is a beautiful venue, but it's not a wedding venue. It's a stage. <laughs> it's yeah, I'm, yeah. That's- I'm gonna say you're being very kind, Sam. Okay, um, fair It's enough. not unattractive, but it's very much a two story theater. Um, yeah, that's very much not even in a like, um, I don't know, fun themed environment. It's like very much just one monochromatic and then the ceiling is kind of cool, but you'd miss it if you didn't look up. And yeah. it's certainly not like the atrium. And then their reception was in the bayou, which was incredible. Oh, and it, the perfect size for their. Oh, my wedding. God. Yeah. So then it's it's during the day. So and it's NASA day. So not everyone is off the ship, but you have quite a few people off the ship. Am I right in, in that assumption? Given it was the wish, it, I'm pr- I think it was pretty full. Michael, what do you think? I would say a lot of people were off. However, it did feel like there were a good amount of people. People want to watch the wedding, which you can't avoid. Right. There were certain things that were interesting about being in the atrium um, and taking photos beforehand because their character appearance is there. So they kind of block it off and stanchion off parts of the theater below. And for as much as we all love Disney, I completely respect that we had conversations beforehand about like where we were on the character scale of liking characters and who and you know we had talked about not really having that in there so it was like a game of hide and seek with some of them um which was fine (laughs) some of the characters wanted to jump into the pictures is what you're saying that would have been amazing but we did stay far away from them i mean the the prettiest couple on the ship was you know of course riley and mike and we did you know they have this amazing mosaic uh that says a dream is a wish your heart makes and i do Mm -hmm. think of the two of them standing by there which i think is popular wedding spot now which you know at the time their wedding was one of the first on the ship so Mm -hmm. the fun thing for me was everything was new and everything was kind of a fun creative opportunity for photos with them and stalked any instagram tags we could i stalked all your episodes about it when (laughs) you and brian said the best spot for fireworks because we took some fireworks photos i was messaging riley and mike about what you guys said so there were there was fun opportunities. Riley, I'll ask you this question. I'm curious as to what kinds of options you were or what kinds of things you got to choose ahead of time in planning. Obviously, there's the wedding location and wedding day. There's somewhat limited options there. But were there other things you got to choose? Like you said, you had a reception in the bayou. I didn't even know that you could really have like a private reception on board. Tell, tell us what kinds of options were available to you. Great, great question, because I don't know if it is an option for people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hate sharing any challenges with Disney cast members because they're all so great. But and this is probably just because they had so little information on the wish. But our wedding planning process was very challenging because we had very little information. And what we did have mm-hmm. was very disorganized. But the second the... Uh, renderings came out of all of the lounges. They released the ones for the Bayou, the Allen Compass, and um, Nightingales. We looked and emailed our wedding coordinator that day because at the time, we didn't know if there were other weddings on the boat that we were competing with. So mm-hmm. we, like the second it came out, we met and we looked at them. We picked the Bayou. And it turned out very differently than what it looked like in the pictures, honestly, to to a good point. Because in the pictures, if you look at the originals, it's very, it's all pink. 
And it turned mm-hmm. out to be, you know, green with brown, green, which was yeah. much prettier. But um, that just seemed more our, our style. And, and luckily it was the biggest one and the only one that could really fit us. Yeah, I was going to say, you're very lucky you didn't choose Nightingales because Nightingales, there's no way. I mean, you could barely yeah. fit like 20 people in that venue. It's a beautiful venue, but yeah. it's tiny. And in Allen Compass, you probably could fit everyone, but it's just kind of a pub atmosphere. It's not right. right. There's no room for dance floor there. And so yeah. we really had to fight persistently the Bayou. They did not think it would fit our party. They were also wow. just- saying to us, you know, it's, it's an open area. So there's, right. there's kind of hallways on either side. Mm-hmm. And so you have to get comfortable with that exposure. But if mm-hmm. you're getting married in the atrium, we we kind of felt like we passed that hurdle anyway. So <laughs> good point. Really yeah. yeah. And it's fair to think it wouldn't fit us. We just had confidence that, you know, while it seats less people than we had at our party, we knew so many people would be dancing that they would right. be looking for the chairs. So mm-hmm. that wouldn't be an issue for us. I think also the Bayou just ended up being ideal for them because there was a ton of incredible dancing going on at their reception. And like you said, Sam, there's not like Nightingales is gorgeous, but holds less people. And unless they are moving the grand piano off the platform, which I don't think they would do, there's not really a dance floor area. I'm sure they could Mm -hmm. sort of create one by the bar, but still you'd have to have less people. Um, Luna's could have the dance floor on the stage. We had a silent disco there, but it's just a totally different feel. So the Bayou was great for them. And I think it also worked out because Mike loves a Sazerac, I found out. And that's very New Orleans. (laughs) Very very New Orleans. Oh, and I remembered when you guys said that the Bayou is open on both sides, how we got onto the other topic. If there were a lot of people on the ship, the interesting thing about the Bayou is that hyperspace lounges right there. So there's a line that Mm -hmm. forms out there. But, you know, everybody was in their own universe at the wedding and it didn't interrupt them. So I think if people are considering getting married on the wish and having their reception in the bayou, I wonder if they offer it now because I am going back on the wish in June for a wedding and they are having their reception there with much less people, but they were able to opt for that. Now, Disney could change that between now and then um, and ever onward. But yeah, you'll have to be realistic that anywhere on the ship that's not private with a door with walls, they can, people can come in, but it didn't affect the wedding. It was kind of fun that everybody was rooting for the bride and groom. They had the most incredible wedding ceremony that they wrote with really cute Disney references. And everybody that was looking on laughed because they understood the references. So that was kind of a fun aspect. So realistically, people will look on if it's in the atrium and you have a party in the bayou, but you just ignore it because you're in your own wonderful wedding world. Now, who was the officiant? Uh, Mike, why don't you tell us? Uh, Riley's cousin was our officiant, which was really, really special. Oh, that's awesome. Were there, I assume there were options of different folks on the ship. It's not, I don't think the captain typically, but they do have officiants on the ship that you can use. Is that right? Yeah, I think you are right. We, we came knowing that we'd have our own officiant and to mm-hmm. Mikhail's point, like wrote out our whole ceremony or kind of vows, so to speak, and we'll be with each other now for infinity and beyond. So we, we had a good time doing it. <laughs> very cute. Very cute. On the planning side for the reception, I'm, and I, I do want to talk about the ceremony in the atrium, but I want to get, I feel like that's such an important part. I kind of want to hit that maybe even last. For, on the planning side for the reception, what were the options as far as food, drinks, cake? Like, were you able to order those things or sort of pay for them en masse? Or did you have to have like a, you know, we'll call it a cash bar basically? And 
did could they do a wedding cake and could they do food in the bayou? I don't even know. I mean, I know they do beignets, but that's different than doing like real food. I mean, great question. And the answer is a lot of the details. We were still working out a week until the wedding. They still did not <laughs> They showed um, us the options that existed on other boats, but again, yeah. none of it was really confirmed until right before our sailing. Which we learned wow. that was not going to be the option on the wish at all. So we had planned for the other options, but it's okay. So basically when you get married on Disney cruise, it's a package and mm-hmm. it's set price and it includes your ceremony, includes the officiant if you need it, includes um, the steaming of the dress and the suit. It includes in one hour of what they call a cake champagne party. It includes the cake and it includes a champagne toast. And that's all inclusive for 18 guests. Oh, and it includes the pianist. If you want a pianist for your ceremony, but we opted out of that. So that's the base package. Adding on more people is an extra cost. Upgrading the cake, which is something we did with an extra cost. We wanted um, mm-hmm. cookies and cream, buttercream filling in ours, which was an extra cost. Yum. You're fine with. Um, all the upgrade costs, honestly, are pretty reasonable. So what happens is you kind of get like this PDF that's every page is like a different theme. So like one is bouquets and there's six bouquets and you pick one. And one page is cakes and there's like three stock, like I think there's six styles like six fillings, six types of cake, and then you just like check each box. It's actually kind of great because when you're, if you're planning a wedding without this cheat sheet, you have to, like, you have infinite Oops. options in every direction. Right. So having the finite, like, choose out of these five, it's actually quite cathartic and made, made the whole process a lot easier for us. Right. It's like when I give my kid two choices of outfits to wear rather than saying, what do you want to wear today? Because it'll take <laughs> hours and hours and hours for him exactly. to choose. If he can choose from anything in his drawer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sorry to sorry to compare you to my nine-year-old, but I think that makes total sense. <laughs> we operate the same way. So I mean, that's, that's a smart way to do it, right? If you're going to do this many weddings and they can have dozens of these per week across all the cruise ships. So it makes a lot of sense. We found something we liked in every category. If we didn't, I'm sure we could have worked with them on it. Um, mm-hmm. The food was what became challenging, basically, because they didn't know what they could do. And basically, like, right, like about two weeks for the wedding, they sent us what they had just done for a different wedding, which was a sampling of things from a couple of restaurants. And they mm-hmm. said, is there anything that you don't want from this list? Otherwise, we're just going to tell them to make a combination for you. And I don't even think that's even what we got on the day. But honestly, we had so much fun. We did not eat at the wedding. Yeah. There were a <laughs> few things that we just negotiated for that we wanted. So like we took our one hour cake and champagne party and kind of kept negotiating until we got the bayou for two hours and we were able to kind of mm-hmm. lock that down. And then they had a couple uh, drink packages or bar packages. The bayou has a bar. So we were able to make that work and got like custom drinks for the crowd that we we're all able to kind of toast to. I guess I would just say like, even if it's not on the list, ask because everything's mm-hmm. negotiable and they're, you know, they're all about service. Yeah. And to that point, I think one of the most important things that, that I would share with somebody else getting married on the wish and less Disney changes this is, the Wish does not, at the time that we got married, does not have a DJ while all the other cruise ships do. So we were told probably about a month before the wedding that we weren't going to get the DJ we wanted. What I did, it, it, the dance floor was the most important part of the wedding to us was spending that mm-hmm. time with our family and friends. And they told us that we could like hook up our iPod or like our phone and just play a playlist. But sure, like first thing that comes to mind when playing a playlist is all the dead airspace in between songs and like how much that would kill your momentum. So I actually <laughs> taught myself how to use GarageBand. And I probably oh spent God. 40 plus hours 
creating the DJ sets that would be the ceremony. Bought a cute little turntable and everything. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Ceremony, the reception, the music after the ceremony. I basically had to DJ all of it, but pre-record it and then it was ready to go. Wow. Yeah. So you're after mixing one song into the next. Wow. That's a lot of work. Yeah. I have to say that DJ Riley, I mean, she told me during the reception, she mixed it all and my jaw dropped. It was yeah. a great job. one of the best wedding playlists. And this was ours. We're not talking like 20 minutes. This was ours. Their wedding was unique because of so many people and because they all wanted to be on the dance floor. And it was a party. I mean, I've never seen anything like this on Disney Cruise Line. <laughs> so so it was incredible. I will say... Some cast members came up to me and I gave them the link and they shared it among themselves because the, the, <laughs> the playlist. Were, yeah, they were really jamming out. And they oh were my like, god, that's amazing! <laughs> I think DJ Riley might have a new career. <laughs> I, she, yeah, they should hire her. I mean, Bravo! Seriously, it, everybody was dancing, everybody was singing at all the right moments. It was. Epic. After the show, I'm going to ask you for the link to your playlist because I will tell you that Brian and I have been thinking about renewing our vows maybe at some point on a Disney cruise. And I feel like I'm going to need your playlist. Yeah, I would absolutely send it to you. And I also highly recommend that. It's two hours of jams and EDM. It's good stuff. We might have it. All right. Well, I feel like we've got to talk about photography. We've got Mikkel here. Where you sort of start in deciding where you're going to take pictures on board, right? Mikkel, are you taking pictures of them essentially the entire cruise, just the wedding day? How does that work? We decided that we were going to do an hour of photography the day we boarded. And I kind of just followed them around and did candids and whatever, you know, group photos they wanted when they were greeting all their guests that, you know, they hadn't Mm -hmm. seen since they boarded or some they were reconnecting with because they were with earlier that day. So that was really fun. We went to from the bayou to Allen Compass. I followed them down the longest corridor on any Disney <laughs> Cruise Line ship, which was my first walk down that hallway, probably theirs too, to Arendelle for dinner um, oh, and yeah. say goodbye. <laughs> um, but as soon as Dan and I got on the ship, we were scouting and keeping our eyes open because it was you know, anyone's first time on The Wish for the most part, for sure, ours and Riley and Mike's. We actually ran into them at Allen Compass while we were waiting for our room to be ready. So that was awesome. And, <laughs> um, you know, we had conversations as early as was reasonable and we could about places we liked and things they saw that they liked. I took some quick iPhone photos to show them what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And this was, you know, after research on everybody's part as much as we could before we got on. Um, so that was a little bit of Friday. Saturday, early morning, got up and Riley and her bridesmaids were already doing their hair and makeup. Riley did her own hair and makeup. It looked phenomenal. And wow. some of her, yeah, it was amazing. Some of her bridesmaids and her mom and Mike's mom were in Untangled Salon. Is it called Untangled or Tangled? Okay. No, Untangled. You're, you're right. If you want to be untangled, you don't untangled. want to be untangled. <laughs> so we started in Riley and Mike's room. Mike was not there. He was kicked out for the morning, which is completely reasonable. Um, and that was, you know, a fun vibe with her bridesmaids getting ready in there. And then we, I did some detail photos in there. The nice thing about bringing your own photographer is that you can really have conversations beforehand about what the schedule is going to be. I sent them a very detailed timeline as I do all my couples about, you know, outlining every 
you know, hour and down to minutes, which is really my guide to make sure I stay on task and I get everything I need, but it <laughs> helps a couple too. Um, yeah. So it was like day by day. I had all my headings, right? So you could just click the link in the Google Doc to go to the right heading of the time it was. But we went from their room to Untangled. And then I hopped over to Mike on the other side because he was at Hook's Barbary. And that was really fun. So very nice. Drinking was, some whiskey, maybe? Uh, getting a trip. <laughs> getting, <Yeah>. a trim. <laughs> <laughs> getting a trip. Well, listen, they, they have some really good drinks there too. You don't just have to like get. They do. There's a whole yeah. whiskey bar in the front, but it wasn't yeah. it wasn't open at 10 a.m. or whatever we were there. Drinking. <laughs> yeah, it was for sure 10 a.m. <laughs> That's right. It's usually. Yeah. I think it opens at four. I think the bar part opens at four. I I, I know that because I was in there a couple times because Brian likes those drinks. <laughs> it's a great little venue. So then we. Went back to Riley's room. I met her there to get her into her dress. Then they did a first look, got all their photos around the ship done early on. So that was fun going from deck to deck and walking around. One of my favorite spots for Riley and Mike was the Rose Bar because Mm -hmm. the ceiling actually matched the pattern on Riley's dress, which was a happy coincidence. Oh, so cool. It was really amazing. Another fun spot that we did was inside Enchante. It was open and that was very cool because it was the day that the ship was docked at Nassau and they got engaged at Atlantis. And we could see it out the window and then some some of the backgrounds of the shots, which was really, really fun. Yeah. So that was really special. And then we were ready for their ceremony and then we partied um, and then I took a break, a little bit of a break Mm -hmm. and we met back up when they were all going to 1930 restaurant for dinner. 20, 1923. You know, I was going to say, I feel like I'm <laughs> seven years off. Um, yep. <laughs> I feel like I was in the 20s, maybe the year the studio started. 1923. <laughs> like, give me a decade. And, you know, I took a, a few photos starting then. And then later on that night, met them for a few fireworks photos. So the party kept going. There were some breaks here and there, but it was great. And I don't normally take breaks during a wedding day if it's, you know, a typical traditional wedding on land, so to speak. But right. it it's one of the benefits of Disney Cruise Line um, and being on the ship and being able to do that. And then Sunday, we had discussed earlier that we were going to do a little session that I had suggested that we do first thing in the morning. So we decided that we were going to wait about 15 minutes after it docks. So the masses could rush off the ship if they wanted to. And then we weren't waiting in line or anything to disembark. And then we did their session. They were troopers, Mike especially, who was wearing long sleeves and pants. On Castaway Kate in September. (laughs) In September. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Us troopers, I'm pretty sure Dan was the hero of that day. (laughs) Panning us with towels blotting us. I think Riley had it worse in the dress. (laughs) You took that off and there were fumes coming out. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It was a team effort on all parts. Dan was amazing. He held a reflector to shade the sun from them. He did Mm -hmm. take a washcloth from the room. So he made sure that Mike and Riley could use it. Riley's hair looked amazing even on day two like she had got it done at the salon did it herself so we spent about an hour going to spots around castaway key and then you know it was the rest of sunday and the ship docks back in the morning on monday so that was a long-winded answer to your question about photographing on the wedding day or versus the whole weekend so it was sprinkled here and there and then they were free to enjoy castaway key with their guests the rest of the day which was always the goal no that's amazing i mean if you were to hire a a 
I'll call it a, a DCL photographer. I imagine you get them for, you know, the wedding ceremony, maybe a little bit of time before or after, but you would obviously not be able to um, get them for this length of time, uh, nor would they be obviously as skilled as Mikel is. No, no shame to, or no shade on the DCL photographers. There are some great photographers, but they do not ha- all have Mikel's expert uh, eye. And anyone who sees these wedding pictures is going to is going to know what I'm talking about. And we will link to them in the show notes. Uh, for those of you listening, they are just incredible. I'm looking at the castaway ones right now. Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action to thank our amazing show sponsor over at My Path Unwinding Travel. We have really come to love all of the agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel who you've heard on this show. So many of their agents have been on the show sharing their great experiences with concierge sailing, adventures by Disney, and just unique sailings across the Disney portfolio. And so have really come to rely on their expertise as we think about our own vacations, questions we've had about sailing concierge for the first time, questions about unique itineraries, and they are just so knowledgeable, so friendly, so giving of their time. My Path and Winding has some fabulous Facebook groups out there that you can join around concierge sailing, the Disney Wish, the Disney Treasure, just all kinds of great groups where they answer questions from people who haven't even booked vacations with them. So love, love, love the great experience, expertise, friendliness of My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you are thinking about booking your next Disney Cruise Line vacation, maybe been thinking about taking the leap and upgrading to concierge or have been eyeing some special adventures by Disney trip or really just want to benefit from the knowledge and expertise that a great travel expert can provide, highly recommend heading over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. And with that, back to our episode. I'm curious though, Riley, did you wear your dress like the entire day on Saturday and then obviously the morning on Sunday? You know, I didn't think it was weird until... I realized how many times Mikkel called it out in her blog post that I still wore my <laughs> dress and veil everywhere I went. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I loved it. I wore my wedding dress all day. I changed into a different white dress just for the fireworks at night and then, nice. um, then put it back on for the morning. Love that. Because listen, I mean, how many of us like really get full use out of our wedding dress, right? I mean, you wear the thing for most people for their wedding, they wear it for a few hours, right? Like they wear it for some pictures, maybe before the wedding, They and then they wear it for the actual like ceremony and reception. And then they take it off and it never gets worn again. At, at least that's how it was with my wedding on land. So <laughs> yeah, and of all places, a Disney boat, Disney's castle on the water, as they're calling the wish, is where right. you wear your wedding dress as much as you want because... Because there are princesses everywhere and they've got a bippity boppity boutique and the kids are dressed up as princesses. Yeah, I fit right in. Yeah. Everyone aged three to a (laughs) hundred. Absolutely. You do not look strange at all. Like wearing I I I I mean, I wore a Sven costume on the magic. Uh so I mean a link to that. Own it. Yeah, there is. There is a link. It is on it is on Facebook. Um, it was on Instagram. I don't I think it was in our stories. So it, it's not that easy to find anymore. But it's pro- it's easy to find in our Facebook group. So oh. Brian is wearing an Olaf costume and I am wearing a Sven costume. Oh, my God. I'm looking at the pictures in the atrium. Sorry, I'm going to call it. That's not the right word. It's the Grand Hall. And they are gorgeous. Wow, you guys, this is amazing. There was a moment where, you know, just as we boarded the boat, we were really worried about 
the Grand Hall. And then we remembered mm-hmm. we had McKellen felt a lot better about yeah. it. You know, the, the first, as soon as we stepped on the boat, there was just pure panic on Riley's face because they had prematurely set up a Halloween tree and it's this big spooky oh, no. oriented thing that takes up all this room and it doesn't go with the color scheme of the rest of the thing. So like we thought we were going to have this big tree in the background of all of our wedding photos and then remember like, oh, Mikkel, Mikkel will figure it out. she get the right angles and thankfully yeah. cut it out of just about every picture we had, which really worked out. I mean, what a blessing that was. Yeah, I was reassured by Disney multiple times because they last minute changed our honeymoon cruise to be Halloween on the high seas cruise. I mean, I wasn't thrilled about it because I didn't really want a Halloween-themed honeymoon. But luckily, you know, the theme on The Wish for Halloween is that it's Cinderella's pumpkin. So it's like blue Mm -hmm. and silver and gold. They're pretty. But um, walking into the on The Wish, we were so excited to step foot, see our wedding venue, going into that grand hall. And all we saw was the massive pumpkin tree they had. (laughs) And uh, we had been reassured multiple times that would not have been installed early. And it was. Of course. And, you know, we met with our wedding planner. He tried. They had apparently had to do so much electrical wiring through the tree right. to install it. bolted it to the walls. And it was a whole right. thing. So they couldn't take it down. But luckily, you know, we ran into Mikkel and Dan at Alan Compass. And Mikkel just looks at me and she goes, did you see the tray? I was like, yeah, it's on the So we walked around and practiced, like, how to stand in that room and get the angles without it in there. Thank goodness. Sam, I would love to go back to something you said earlier. You can buy your own photographer. You can buy the Disney photographer on the trip. It's like, I think it's like between like six and $900 for the photography package, depending on what you want. And we were, you know, originally leaning that way. But something Mm -hmm. I realized pretty soon is that Disney photographers, I mean, I had a cousin that was Disney photographer. They're, They're really talented, but they are trained to just do still photography, aim and shoot. Yes. You know, they are yes. they are photographing people against a backdrop with a still character in front of them. And what we wanted for our wedding was candid, lively shots of the experience. Mm-hmm. So we found Mikkel. And, you know, when I found that guide that Mikkel did, it, it became clear how much more important it was to have somebody that had experience photographing on a cruise ship before, just because there's so much nuance to it. There are potential brides and grooms listening to this. I cannot underscore enough how important it is to have somebody that is this trained doing it. Because mm-hmm. especially someone like Mikkel, or just just get, honestly, just get Mikkel. She's so worth it. <laughs> <laughs> the timeline that we had to operate in, because these this isn't your average five o'clock ceremony. You know, our ceremony was at 1.30, which means... I was doing my hair and makeup at 7 a.m. Mikkel had no time to get these shots in. Like, I think she had like 30 minutes to do every detail shot of like the flowers, my dress, the the Mm -hmm. suit, like all of that. Like she was running around and she had it so planned out. And I don't think like a photographer who is not experienced and and could do like, I don't, I don't think anyone else but Mikkel could have pulled that off, especially with like how many curveballs we got thrown our way that day. Well, I mean, even she got pictures of you in Enchante, I see. On, uh, no, because I'm looking at the interior pictures right now. She's got pictures of the hors d'oeuvres. She's got pictures of you in the bayou. She's got pictures of you eating the cake. I mean, 
she's got pictures of you in front of the one of the funnels. Like you are not going to get this level of pictures from a Disney photographer. They'll take probably some beautiful pictures in the atrium because they know how to take pictures in the in the atrium of the Grand Hall because they take a million of those. But would have gotten us an awful mouse if we asked. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, Next time renewal. <laughs> I will say, I there's one picture, only one, where I see the edge of the pumpkin tree. <laughs> I know you can't. I mean, truly, we're so lucky it was where it where it was mm-hmm. because it was out of the way. But you know, it's like a yin and yang pro con. It's like how much of it are you gonna get out and sacrifice the crowd? I mean, I did face it the entire ceremony. I was facing yeah. Mike and a yes, you were. <laughs> yeah. So this this picture I'm talking about though, you have to because the way that you've got the chandelier and the yep. ceiling in the shot. It's perfectly just off center. And if you had cut off more of that last edge of the tree, you would have lost any of the space next to the chandelier. So it would have looked odd. It would have it would have had a weird perspective, but it's beautiful. You don't notice the tree unless you're looking for it. And I love that we can see the crowds of people above watching. So that's what I think one of the most beautiful things about the atrium on any of the Disney ships, but especially on the Wish, is how open and beautiful they are with these balconies above. You know, obviously that means you can have wedding interlopers, especially because you're in the middle of a ship, right? You're in the you're in the grand hall of the Disney Wish. You're going to have people watching. Riley, what was that like? Did it add to the excitement, the atmosphere, or was that like, oh God, I wish these people would just go away? It's something that I knew to expect because it's something that happens on all Disney cruises, not just the Wish. I don't know. I don't think I was the biggest fan of it going into it, but it was so much fun when it happened because especially Mm -hmm. I had to, I walked down the stairs from two decks up from where the ceremony was. It's like the aisle. And when I was waiting, there were so many people up there, like listening to the music I I did. Like, (laughs) and like, they were all like waving me on and like cheering me on, like as I walked down those two decks. And it was so cool to have that many people it's like you had hundreds of wedding guests in yeah. kind of. <laughs> so it's funny, our, our our ceremony speech, I did the first draft of, and I, I told Mike, I said, you know, this has a lot more Disney than I would have planned to put in it. When you do your round of edits, maybe take some out. And, and somehow he added way more in. <laughs> what he also did was he tweaked the um, script to be towards the people of the wedding and the people watching Romantic onlookers. Yeah, welcome friends (laughs) and romantic onlookers. And I think that just made it a lot more fun to have it be for everybody in in the space. Yeah, in the the moment, you're so focused on, you know, your partner and the commitments and stuff. But what's fun about it is for the rest of the crews, you're kind of a celebrity on the boat. So everyone knows, oh, those are the two that got married. Congratulations. It's just that part's fun. And it's also short-lived. So if you are kind of more reserved, you know, it, it doesn't follow you off the boat. Yeah, it was really special. I mean, even on our honeymoon cruise, there was probably like another 20 other sailors that did back to back with us and they recognized us. And And on our honeymoon cruise, another couple got married and we were able to kind of pay that forward to them. Yeah. You know, now I have to ask, did you get chosen for match your mate? Because I feel like this is the perfect opportunity, either on your wedding cruise or on your honeymoon cruise. We did not have time on our our (laughs) wedding cruise for anything. Yeah, actually, speaking of which, to anyone else playing a Disney wedding, nothing prepares you for the absolute chaos that is once everyone loses signal on that ship and is shifting <laughs> from texting, calling, and iMessage to 
the Disney Cruise Line Navigator app. That is right. that is pure chaos. Um, I think the only thing I would have done differently there is to set everyone's expectations a little better around how to communicate with each other. I would also love to know, you know, obviously you guys have a wedding going on. So you're probably, at least on your wedding cruise, not really able to do as much exploring of the ship or doing the activities of the ship because you're doing all your wedding activities. Exactly. Uh, Given that, would you recommend... To other people getting married on a Disney cruise or or not, I guess. Oh, the way I think about it is, so we did the three night. The three night you board on a Friday and you leave on a Monday. And so most weddings are more conducive when they're over a weekend. People don't need to take mm-hmm. off work to make it, et cetera. So like that seemed like the right play. But mm-hmm. if, you can, if you can do it, I, I love what we did. Do the honeymoon, go back to back so that you can go and enjoy all the amenities of the ship that you otherwise missed. Because during your wedding, you know, there's all the wedding activities, but you also want to be a good host to your guests. And so you don't, there's a lot that you forego for those other things which are ultimately more important. And so if you're able to kind of swing back around or even on your next trip, you know, we got to do all the restaurants the second go around, for example, and got to see all the different lounges. And that was really fun and made for a great honeymoon activity too. I think it was so cool to experience it for the first time with our guests. I think that was so special. If you hadn't done it before, I think that is something great, but you do have to set your expectations very low in terms of what you can get accomplished. Because we, there was, um, we basically were like, we will do whatever the mob wants to do. And I think our, <laughs> our plan night one was to not go to Frozen because we thought right. no one would want to go to throw Frozen. We thought everyone would want to like grab food upstairs and hang out by the pool. And everyone wanted to go to Frozen. So that's what we did. And there were a lot of moments like that. Um, and you know, uh, what was the sleeper hit, which I know is your son's favorite, Sam, was the Aquamouse was the biggest yes. hit of the group. And that became ev- the nightly routine for everyone was um, at night, the line for the Aquamouse dies to almost zero. And if there's no one in line for the Aquamouse, they don't make you get up to do it again. They just let you go oh, yeah. around and around and around. And Mike's yeah. parents and aunts and uncles and everybody was riding that like seven, eight, nine times in a row. Yeah. Now, I have to ask if there's anything that we haven't talked about, any sort of major things that happened or things you had to plan that we haven't talked about. The easiest thing that we haven't talked about was, um, and I read about this and I knew to expect it, but I still was blown away. The, the on-site coordinator that you get. So you have, you have Disney fairytale weddings will give you a coordinator that you work with up until you get on the boat. And then you work with the wishes coordinator or the dreams coordinator. And everyone says that that person will be like the greatest person you work with. And we worked with this guy, Adrian, who was incredible. On the boat coordinator. He was the man. And the real tip there is like, ask them anything that you have been denied before, anything you still want to make work, and they will probably get it done. Because Adrian- Above and beyond. Above and beyond. Last minute requests. He was on top. He was on top of things we didn't even ask him to be on top of. He was just- Excellent. I love it. I love hearing these things. These are important. Good cast member shout outs, right? We always yeah. want to know who who are the who are the people we should look out for and give kudos to because those are really important people. I'm curious. At first, let me ask you, what is maybe one thing you think Disney could have done better, either on the planning side or on the execution side? Either either is fine. And then I'm going to ask, what was maybe the 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 touch or the pixie dust that you weren't really expecting that was just one of those things that sort of made your made your moment? Um, yeah, for me, I mean, the challenge was 
just the unknown. And I, mm-hmm. I'll give them a pass because the boat was new and I just knew they didn't have the information, but it was a real struggle to understand, you know, what are the venue options? What is the kind of food options on this boat? And all of those little details because they just hadn't been worked out in advance of um, the inaugural sailings. And so we, we yeah. really needed to wait for a few to get done before we had information and ultimately weren't able to make some final decisions until truly like the week before the wedding. And again, thank God for Adrian, who kind of was able to pull it all together on the boat. So we're very thankful for that. As far as, far as the dust for me, I think, you know, the biggest thing I heard that I wasn't really expecting was how much fun folks had on the castaway day. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's the day after our wedding. We're out there sweating in the morning, uh, taking our photos, but everybody else is just having like the best, most beautiful beach day with, you know, open barbecue and just getting to play with each other. They just had a blast. And so I think that was really what's what will cement a permanent memory for people. And, and that's ultimately what we're after to begin with. So mission accomplished there. The challenge was honestly was working with Disney fairytale weddings leading up to the boat. I mean, they, they frankly, they complained to us a lot. A lot of our calls were them complaining to us. About how little they knew. Or, you know, how much they how busy they were, how jerked around they were getting, which I can understand, but it was it was a pretty precarious situation to be in. But yeah, I, I think non-Disney, the, the greatest pixie dust was having Mikkel because Mikkel is not just your photographer, she was like also our wedding coordinator. So she was like our partner in execution. So helpful. And then as far as pixie dust goes, you do get to make a seating plan for all the dinners. And I didn't think people would be going to these dinners, but we did put some thought into it anyway. And what was really cool was how we mixed everybody up at the the tables and the final night, seeing everybody taking their pictures together, like their table pictures and and seeing how much they really got to know each other and and like each other and develop those relationships over the dinners. That's so cool because you don't get that at a regular wing. You just, you you know, it's one meal. That's amazing. I would love to ask Mikkel as a final thought, your, well, I'm going to ask you two questions. One, your favorite spot on the wish to take a photograph. Cause I think that's, you know, this is a new ship, but then two, what was your favorite photograph from this wedding? That's hard. The photos <laughs> that are on the website, my website are a fraction of the photos <laughs> that the two of them have. And there's just an endless amount of great moments. And they were truly a dream to work with. I think the thing they're really not crediting themselves with enough is that you really need to be flexible and let go of control when you're a Disney cruise line couple in a way that you don't have to do even at the park because they just know more information. Being easygoing and kind of going with the flow is what you sign up for. And they were great about that. And Adrian was great on the ship. I appreciate the compliments about being a coordinator in crime with you guys. I do pride myself on that for all my couples. And it's good that I knew an overarching view of what a Disney Cruise Line wedding looks like because I've done them before. And even though it was my first time on The Wish, we're lucky that we all had that Friday to go around the ship. That said, I love the photos of the atrium when we were on deck five. It spans deck three, four, five with the ceiling very close to them and Riley's mm-hmm. dress down the stairs. I just love that. There was also some lounge furniture, some couches that, you know, was kind of very intimate, just the two of them sort of snuggling on the couch. 
that I really love. There's just an endless amount of spots. You know, my first walk around on the ship, I was like, okay, where where are we going to do photos when there are people in all these venues? And I was pleasantly surprised that the more Dan and I scouted and walked around, the more opportunities I saw. There were even some spots that, you know, you have to prioritize what's the spots that everybody really wants photos at. And then the lower priority, just in case time runs out, And there's even more spots. And, you know, there's a spot for everybody on the ship. You know, there's the bottom of the staircase that goes to the kids area. If somebody likes Alice in Wonderland a lot, Cheshire Cat is at the bottom of the stairs. That wasn't for Riley and Mike, which is perfectly fine because there were other areas that were great. But another couple could be really into Alice in Wonderland. You know, another example is somebody could be really into Cinderella. And, you know, even if Cinderella is blurry in the background, the main statue in the Grand Hall could be an interesting spot. So there's really something for everybody. I think the stack is always iconic. I was surprised when I went up to the stack and saw for the first time that there's not like a white box that people are sort of that the, you know, three yellow and white horn sounders. (laughs) I don't know what they're called, but I was surprised. Yeah, they look like horns. Yeah, they look like horns. Yeah, that they could just stand in front of them, which was great because on the Mm -hmm. other ships, you kind of can sit on the box or stand on top. And that was kind of a nice surprise. Um, And again, I just love, love, love the ceiling in the bar that ended up matching Riley's dress. And then it was fun because I saw on their honeymoon that they got the same drink that I got in there and that made me smile (laughs) with the teapot. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. So there's just a lot of photo opportunities in there that I I love. Awesome. Well, thanks you guys so much for sharing the story of your wedding with us. Uh, Thank you, Mikkel, for sharing, of course, all your knowledge with us about how to take great photographs on a Disney Cruise Line ship during a Disney Cruise Line wedding, um, which is obviously a feat within itself. Um, But I really appreciate all of you joining me today. So thank you so much. Thank you, Sam. It was so nice to meet you. Thank you. Everyone, thank you. This is so fun to reminisce. As always, thank you so much out there for listening to our bonus show this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us those five-star reviews. And if you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air in our main show each and every week. We love connecting with you, our listeners, and hearing your feedback. So head over there, leave us a review. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also connect with our show via our voice mail line. If you'd like to send us a question, a comment, or otherwise have us address your feedback on the air, then just leave us a message at 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. If you'd like even more great content from the DCL Duo, you can always browse to youtube.com slash DCL Duo for our vlog. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash DCL Duo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. Really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for making this show happen each and every month. We also really appreciate our amazing show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you're looking to book your next fabulous Disney vacation, head over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of Disney Cruise Line or the Disney Company. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo.
けない。